Um, I really feel like <clears throat> the word that is being released this morning is just a, a timely word for the body of Christ. Um, I know it's not just for us, it's, it's for the nations right now. And um, I know Apostle Pete was even sharing a little bit about what I had, that things inside of us have either um, have become dormant or we ourselves have shut them down. <laughs> We do uh, these things without even realizing it, and there's things inside of us that cannot be shut down anymore. Um, the way the Lord showed it to me is that it's like a, a, a soda, a bottle of soda when it's being shooken. And we come in here and we worship and we're like, and shake this and shake that and stir us up. And, and we say these words so lightly, but I really believe the body of Christ right now has been shooken has been, uh, <laughs> it's, it's about to explode as soon as that cap comes off. And there's things that are going to come forth from each and every one of us that we've never experienced before, that maybe we've never seen before. And um, I know some of you have known the Lord since you were little bitty kids and you've stewarded things in your life, but I'm telling you right now, you haven't seen anything yet. Uh, God has mysteries in the heavens, and nobody in the whole wide world, I don't care how spiritual you are, knows all the mysteries of the heavens. It, you just can't. There's just too many. You can never get to a place where you know all the mysteries of heaven. That's right. And um, <laughs> I'm really excited because uh, he's, he's, starting to do, uh, he's starting to have some of that stuff come, come forth. Um, he's shaking us in our spirit. He's making us feel uncomfortable. He's stretching us. And it doesn't mean it's not him. And it doesn't mean it's not him. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Um, he's trying to get us to discover who we truly were called to be and get out of our heads of what we've known to be. There's things inside of you with the Lord that maybe you've not experienced or seen yet. Um, it doesn't matter how much you've experienced of the Lord, there's always still more to experience with him. Um, when he talks about going from glory to glory, uh, it doesn't look the same every time because if it did, how could it, how could it transform us? We wouldn't be able to be transformed if the glory to glory looked the same every time. And we can go read about that in 2 Corinthians 3.18. If you, if you can uh, turn there in your Bible, your phone, your iPad, whatever you got. <laughs> it says, and, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with every increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is, who is the Spirit being transformed in some translations it says being transformed you know um this is one thing that i've struggled with in hearing experiences and encounters with jesus because we have a lot of people that talk about well god said and jesus said and i had an encounter and all these things happened and they talk about it so lightly but if there wasn't transfor transformation that occurred with that person in the process of encountering something or in the process of experiencing a new thing of the Lord, then there's something wrong with that. It should be transforming your mind. It should be transforming your spirit. It should be transforming you as a person to be more like him. 
If it has not done that, then I would reevaluate with the Lord. God, what did I miss? What did I, what did I uh, absorb in my spirit of what you were trying to show me in the encounter of what was supposed to be transformed? You go before the Lord and you say, what still needs to be transformed within me? Well, going from glory to glory, we have all these experiences and, and, and encounters and, and seeing and hearing the things of the Lord, but are we being transformed in it? Some of us are not, but we can. We have access to it. So when you experience something of the Lord that's new or something you've never experienced before, you go to the Lord and say, God, what is it that you want transformed inside of me that is going to bring me from glory to glory, that I see significant change within myself to, to have the character and nature of Christ, that I begin to look and sound more like you. I, I, I've seen people that have have powerful encounters, but their character and their nature doesn't match up to the encounters they've had. And that's where the devil comes and the devil has access to those people. I know because when I started having encounters with the Lord, that's what the devil used. My character, my nature were not up to the, to, to where I was having the encounters of. And I had to go before the Lord and I had to die to myself and say, God, whatever's still in me that is not of you, remove it. Because what it was, it was like a setup of the enemy to have access to me, to hook me in areas where I still struggled and I still had a hard time. The encounters were amazing, but he would still had access to certain areas of my life that he could come hook onto. So I, so go and tell the Lord, in this encounter and this experience I'm having with you, what is it that you want to transform in me? That I would look more like you and sound like you, and I would be more like my papa. God is taking us through a process, but it's a good process. Matthew 27, 51 through 53, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent, entwined from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks, uh, and the rocks rented, rent. You know, there's a veil that he's beginning to, there's a veil that's already been ripped. It's been ripped already. And that's what allows us access to see more and to hear more of the heavens in our life. Um, if we have not understood that yet, then God wants you to understand that today, that he already rent the heavens. The heavens, the veil that was there before has been, it's been torn. It's been torn from the top to the bottom. But in our region here, they don't understand that quite yet, but they will. I say that to declare it that they will. Let's agree this morning that they will understand that the veil has been ripped. I saw this the other night in our prophetic class. I've been real excited for the prophetic class we've been having. And I got to see the facial expressions of our class begin to understand that they too could hear God. And some of them, their eyes began to well up with tears because something came and penetrated their heart. Something came and penetrated their spirit that night for them to understand that, man, I too can hear God. 
It's not just the prophets. It's not just the, the, the leaders. It's not, it's everybody has access to the same thing because we are all sons and daughters of the Lord. And when you saw their facial expressions to understand that they had tapped into something, it was, it made me cry because I was like, wow, it's beautiful to see people being transformed to understand that they can encounter the Lord in such a new way, that they too could hear his voice, that they too could be a mouthpiece and a vessel to be used by the Father. And it just totally just blessed me. He wants us to begin to experience the fullness of who he is. Religion uh, gives us bits and pieces of the word and experience. But uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want bits and pieces. I want the fullness of what the Lord has for us. <laughs> I remember um, when I was being raised in that form with the religion, um, it was supernatural what God did, that there was a burning inside of me. There was something inside of me that was hungry for more. And I was not being satisfied anymore by the crumbs on the floor is what I call it. Uh, the crumbs on the floor were not enough for me. I was hungry for what was on the table, but I didn't have nobody who knew how to access the table of the Lord to give me the good fruit and the good meat and the, the feast God had before on a table. They were still pulling from the crumbs and the bits and the pieces that they couldn't offer me what they didn't have. So the, the Lord is preparing the body right now that we can understand that we have to begin to serve up to people more than the bits and the pieces and the crumbs. There's a table the Lord allows us to have access to that is filled with plenty. It's filled with so much. <laughs> I tell you all that because where the Lord is taking us as a house and where the Lord is taking the body of Christ right now, um, last Sunday, I had an experience here, and it spoke volumes to me, the experience I had. I had an encounter with the Lord that was so powerful. And uh, if you were here last Sunday, the presence of the Lord was so intense in this place. Like, I, I, it was like the, the, the soda bottle that was being shaken and shaken, and there was a shaking going on in the spirit last Sunday, and it was waiting to just burst out. And, and, and we were here, and I was just like, God, um, you know, what I discovered was like it was our worship that was causing the shaking. It was our vital worship that was causing the shaking. It was us coming and, and worshiping God with everything that we had to pull from heaven what heaven had for us that day. And... Um, as I, I, was, I was going through this, is uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 10. It says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, the religious know that very well, that verse. But it has never been applied with them. The Lord is applying that right now in our midst. There is an application of as it is in heaven to the earth. And it's up to us to, to come with the Lord to begin to manifest that in our atmosphere and in our place here that we're pulling from heaven to earth in our worship. Um, as I was up here in worship, 
I, I just felt like this boldness in my spirit, like, like that one verse that says the violence, take it by force. You know, when you're sick and tired of messing with the devil and you're just tired of being tired of messing with the devil, like you just get to a point of righteous anger inside of you and you're just like, man, I'm just going to take what's mine and be done with this. That's, that's the kind of feeling I had last Sunday when I was in worship up here and I'm like, I'm done with you. I've let you go on too long and I'm done with you. And this is where the Lord is taking us in our spirit right now that we begin to be with a righteous anger because we're right with God, that we have the authority and the right through Jesus to begin to access the real things of the Lord. And uh, the counterfeit has to be destroyed so the real and the truth can come forth. So as I was up here, I, I, went in, I went into this encounter with the Lord, and I just started seeing these wells everywhere. And I started seeing the tops of the wells all through here in the front. And as I was, uh, I, you know, I've seen the wells before in, in other states. These wells, they look different. They, they look, the tops of them looked all the same. So in my mind, I thought, well, they're all the same. You know, these are the wells that want to spring up that's in the region, that's in the land that wants to come forth and burst forth. So when I went to go pull the top off, the uncapping, that uncapping I was talking about in the beginning that God wants to do with us right now, I went to go pull it off and the Lord stopped me in discernment and said, not that one. And I said, well, and I said, and he says, look again at this well looked again it was so deceiving and it was deception that was there because I thought it was a well but it was a manhole and as I looked at the manhole I said I looked inside and the Lord allowed me access to look inside the manhole and it was dark and dirty and full of junk and full of crud inside of it and then all of a sudden I saw a bunch of uh, doctrine of man paperwork and and studies and 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 just just doctrine of man shoved in this manhole and it was just writings and writings of men inside of there and uh, the lord says don't uncap that one and then i started to hear in the spirit how the lord was showing me how people have come to this region and it looked like God and it looked like Jesus and they were creating manholes for themselves. But they were traps of the enemy. Because if you ever known a manhole, you can literally, uh, if it's uncapped, you'll fall in and you can really do some damage to yourself falling in that thing. And then I went and, I, and, and the Lord said, not that one, go to another one. And I went to another one, and that one, as soon as I looked inside that well, I saw the waters like a river flowing through it. And the Lord said, now that one you can uncap. This is a very, very timely thing because I'm telling you right now, let's turn to Mark 7 for a moment. This is exposing I'm talking about when I saw this thing, I knew that it was years and years of this thing living in the region for a long time. And if the Lord is exposing it, it's because he's going to get rid of it. And it's not going to stay here anymore. 
And uh, in, in, in uh, chapter 7, let's go to Mark 7. And I want to read to you about what this doctrine of, of men was. It says, Jesus teaches about inner purity. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse it, their hands into water. This is but one, one many traditions they have clung to, such as the ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law asked him, why don't your disciples follow our old, our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he proposed about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own traditions. Then he gives an example. Let's go to uh, verse 9, 7-9 Mark. Then he says, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own traditions. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God, honor your father and your mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents, and so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is, uh, this is only one example among many others. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled but what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went on to the home, to the house, to get away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. He says, don't you understand either, he asked. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't come, doesn't go into your heart, but it only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. Isn't that crazy that I saw the manhole and they're talking here about how it goes to the sewer. Yeah. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, comes evil thoughts, sexual immortality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness, all these vile things come from within, and they are what defile you. He comes teaching the new way that he's speaking to the body, and he says, look, 
You've been focused on the traditions of man, the doctrine of man, man's teachings for too long. That's not how I teach. That's not the kingdom of God. That's not how that works. But I'm going to begin to teach you what it's supposed to look like. Proverbs 4.23, it talks about, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you, you do flows from it. We've got to keep our heart pure because everything we do flows from our heart. It flows from inside of us. We cannot look like the doctrine of men with traditions and doing things out of tradition. We've got to be led by the Holy Spirit this season. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you to do things that are not going to look like the doctrine of men. He's going to tell you to do silly things. Crazy things, things that don't make sense in the mind. And you're going to probably have those, those people that are stuck in the religion of the doctrines of men come and try to tell you something different to sway you back to the old tradition, to the old things. And God's saying, that's not where I want you to be right now. Today's message is called Spring Up Oh Well. There's wells that are sitting here in the region that it's time for them to spring up. And no longer deception can keep those wells closed because that is the real thing. Those living waters in these wells that want to spring up, they first start with us. There's springs of life inside of us that wants to burst out right now but we keep shutting it down and we keep making it stop. And God's like, don't make it stop anymore. You're getting closer to who you were called to be when that springing up comes forth. That's who God created you to be. Don't stop it. Don't put a halt to it because it didn't look like everybody else. It's not supposed to look like everybody else in the region or the area. It's meant to look different. Isaiah 12, 3 talks about, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. There's a generation, we were talking about generation and generations and the blessings of generation. I'm telling you right now, these next generations that need to be saved, they're going to come from the springing forth of these wells. They're not going to come from doctrine of men. They're not going to come from a religious aspect that comes with judgment. They're going to come looking for something living. But if we look just as dead as the doctrine of men and people of religion look like, then we are doing no good to the next generation that is, that is thirsty. And they're hungry for something new, for something tangible that they can come in and experience. They're not going to want it because it looks just as dead as the doctrine of men. We're not called to look dead and lifeless. The waters bring living waters. The Lord wants to spring up life inside of us so that way we can bring life to the atmosphere and to the region. When they would find a new well, they would say, spring up, O well. Numbers 21.16 talks about, from there the Israelites traveled to Beer, 
which is a well where the Lord said to Moses, assemble the people and I will give them water. There the Israelites sang this song. There was a celebration that took place when these wells came open. When they discovered a well, it was like life sprung up in the people. There was an excitement in the atmosphere. They were excited. They were wanting to throw a party. There was a celebration going on. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's just a well. That well contained the very thing that helped them to survive because that was the way that they had water to give to the people and their animals. And if, they, if it was dry land without wells, they couldn't live. They would die. I'm speaking to your spirit this morning. If you don't have a well to drink from, you will go dry and you will die. That's why we have the living waters inside of us. And they, they would sing, spring up a well. Yes, sing its praises. Sing of this well, which, which princesses dug, which great leaders hollowed out with their scepters and their staffs. Isn't that beautiful? That people have come into this region before with their scepters and their staffs and hollowed out wells that are existing even now in the spirit, in the land, in the region here that we now have access to. I was driving the other day and... My worship was different. It was like, a, like an aggressive worship. Like everything I had inside of me wanted to just throw myself at the Lord. And I was in my car driving. But it was like, like authority, forceful worship with the Lord. And I began to ask the Lord about this as I was driving. And he began to tell me, he says, it's your vital worship that it's going to bust open the wells. Not just your worship, because you can do regular worship, and it be nice and sweet. And you can come into service and come into your church settings and come into areas and have a nice worship session. But the Lord doesn't want us to be there this season. The Lord is saying, I want your vital worship. And I begin to ask the Lord, I said, well, what does the vital worship look like to you, Lord? Because I don't want my type of vital worship. I want your type of vital worship. He says to know that you have access to it is number one. To know that you have access to the whales. To know that people sacrificed that went before you, that laid their lives down so those wells could even be dug up to begin with. To know the value of those wells. People that aren't here anymore, that came and walked the lands like, like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of their name. Uh, um, we had a lot of generals walk through these lands. I'll tell you that. Lester Simmerall walked through this region and walked through these lands. We had a lot of people that came in here and dug some wells. And the Lord's no more will those wells be closed up. It's time for them to be uncapped. 
And I started to ask the Lord about this vital worship. And he told me about the woman with the alabaster box. That's all she had. And she gave it all to the Lord. Everything she had, the most valuable thing, the most expensive thing, she gave it to the Lord. And it was priceless to the Lord. She had no idea what she was preparing the Lord for in that moment. How great and grand the purpose of her was in that moment. She had no idea, but the Lord did. You have no idea, but the Lord does. Your vital worship comes out of you when you're tired, when you're weary, when you don't want to go anymore, when you want to give up. That's when your vital worship comes out of you. Because you're like, God, it's not about me anymore. Whatever it is you want from me is what I will do, Lord. And you put down your vital worship and you say, enough's enough, devil. I'm tired of messing with you. I'm going to pour out my vital worship that has value. And it's expensive to sacrifice. But I'm going to pour it on you, Jesus, in my worship. That when I do something in the atmosphere, something's going to happen. That it's going to burst forth out of you, the springs of life. And then you come into this place and the springs of life are coming out of you. And guess what? There's a river that's created in here in the atmosphere because the springs of life that are running from you, that the wells begin to get uncapped because a bursting forth happens not only inside your belly, but it happens in a place, in a region, in an area. What we're doing here is not just for the church. It's not just for a building. That was the case. We would have stayed at the very first building we were in. It's not about a building. It's about the land. It's time for the warriors to begin to rise up. Some of you have told me lots of times, you've got Native American inside of you. Well, (laughs) let's not just talk about the Native American. Let's become the warrior that the Native Americans were. And let's take forth the land. Because that's what they were about, about the land. They were about taking care of the land. They were about stewarding the land. And doing things, everything came from the land. That's where we need to be. The warrior inside of us has to awaken with this vital worship inside of us that begins to pull from heaven to earth what heaven wants to happen here. And it's not time for us to hold back anymore. It's about you and him. And intimacy. And in that intimate place when you think that, oh, I'm not doing nothing. Oh, what could this possibly be doing? Me waving a flag, me singing out loud, me doing a twist or a turn. Let me tell you, in heaven, heaven is seeing everything. Heaven is hearing everything. Heaven knows about every part of your life and what you're going through, that when you come with your vital worship, Something catches the attention of heaven for heaven to bend over to pour out here on earth. It's not in your most wonderful places of your life 
where the vital worship comes. It's in your most darkest, in your most struggling, in your most bad place that you think that you are in your life, where the vital worship comes out of you. Because then you get to a place where you don't care what people say or think about you. You're like, if, if, I'm being, if I'm being attacked, if I'm going through all this, and, I'm, and this and this, my kids, and this and this, well, then give the devil a reason. Rise up. Begin to pour out your vital worship. That everything that the enemy's trying to steal and rob you from and try to come cause destruction in your life, that there's a reason why the devil wants it so bad. Because he knows that there's something inside of you that's still supposed to break open, and it hasn't. And you're, all, you're on the verge of busting forth, and the devil's mad. And he's like, I don't want them to burst forth the living waters that are inside of them because then they're going to scream out, and they're going to bring change to a region, and people are going to be affected by it. Let me just have them shut down. Let me have them pull back. Let me have them stop coming to the services. Let me, let me just shut their mouth for a while. The Lord's like, nope, where's your vital worship? Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. There's a well inside each and every one of you that wants to spring up. But you keep covering it and covering it and covering it and think you're going to be satisfied in your life and you never will be. You know, the wells back in the day... <clears throat> They did a lot. I've got tons of scripture where women would go to the well. They would meet their husbands there at the wells. Do you know that? The travelers that would come into the towns would go to the well. They would feed their, they would give drink to their animals there. Everything was around these wells. Life was around these wells. They would go give their animals drink there. They would go congregate and fellowship around the wells. Think about that. Everything was about those, these wells back then. That's where life was at. That's where they wanted to be. They would drink from these wells. They were tired. They would come in from thousands and thousands of miles away, and they would get to a town, and guess what the first thing they looked for was a well? There's divine revelation at the well. Divine revelation at the well. Don't you guys want that? <laughs> I know I want it. Let's just stand this morning. There's a lot that God's doing right now in the spirit that's why he wants to make us weary and tired and and make us think that nothing's happening when something is happening if nothing was happening the devil wouldn't be at your front door all the time somebody needed to hear that this morning the devil's at the front door that means you're doing a heck of a job for the lord you should be excited
we're just going to begin to declare here in our midst about these wells. God, we just pray right now, Lord, that the wells that you've, you've shown us, Lord, let the people of this region not be deceived any longer, Lord, to uncap the manholes, the doctrine of men any longer, Lord. Show them the wells, God, that have your living waters inside of them, God, that brings transformation and change to an area, to a land, God. When the land is dry, it's those living waters that come and saturate the land, Lord. God, we thank you even for the snow, the purification that even the snow represented, God, because now it's melting and it's turning into water, God, to even feed the crops and feed the land here, God, that the land will not be dry, God. In the natural, God, it's happening, but we ask that you do it in the spirit, God. <laughs> oh, you're so good, Lord. You're so good, Jesus. You're so good, Lord. You know, recently there were some states attacked and they didn't even have water. I tell you what, it made them thirsty. It made them value things. Of your living waters, not only in this place, but in this region, Lord. That people would get to know how real you are, God. God, I pray that you teach us how to have vital worship, Lord. Vital worship, God. That worship that pours out of the people, God, in their most darkest place, in their most darkest times, God. That the vital worship would begin to emerge from their spirits, God. God, we speak to not only this atmosphere, but we speak to the region, God. Awaken the vital worship in the people of this region right now, Lord. Awaken the vital worship, God. <laughs> the news keeps saying we're in a vital time. That bad things are going to happen and bad reports. But in our vital worship, God, it will bring breakthrough to the region and to the areas, even to the nation, God, because they're going to see us in our vital worship and see that no matter what comes our way, God, that we will still begin to have a vital worship inside of us, God. We will spring forth and spring out in our worship. Even when, when there's no reason to worship, we should still worship. Even when there's nothing in the natural to worship about, there always is something to be thankful about. God, keep us in our thanksgiving this morning, Lord. <laughs> Let's close your, min your, your eyes there for a moment. Just, God, I ask for the eyes to be open and the ears to be open this morning, Lord. For them to see and hear, God, what you're saying this morning Lord I pray for an increase of discernment this body and those that are watching right now Lord bring the increase of discernment so they know what's you God and what's not you Lord
Riba hasha tida de broche tida. 